Welcome everyone to Being Experiential Podcast. And I'm here with Bethany Evans and myself, Erin Pruitt. Woo woo. <laughs> Bethany just informed me she washes her hair every day. Actually informed the whole panel. So just so you know. Well. Uh, Random information. (laughs) Okay. Other than that, I'm excited because we are on pussy panel number three today. Anyone know what three in another language? That's so pretty. (laughs) Not quite, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, well, welcome, ladies. Again, we're so excited to continue our um, conversation around the book, the Pussy, a Reclamation, and just so grateful to have you ladies here on this journey, because we're now not like starting the journey. We're like in the journey, right? Yep. We're like three-fourths heading into that part. So we've, um, hopefully tonight's got a lot of exciting shares because there was a bit of a pussy challenge <laughs> that happened last week. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from everyone just to reintroduce our listeners, especially maybe if they're hearing for the first time, like everyone can introduce with their name, their age, their sign, and maybe how far along you are in the book. So oh, I see chagrins happening. I think we have rule breakers on here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see Virgo. They're not breaking the rule. Virgo. All right. I'll go first. Uh, my, name is, my name is Maida. I'm 36 and I'm still on chapter three. And I was told to just show up imperfectly. So here I am. Yes. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and what's your sign? Oh, yes. I'm a cancer. Cancer. Mm-hmm. All right. Who wants to go next? Megan. Oh, go ahead, Kathleen. Oh, well, I'm Kathleen. Um, I, my sign is Virgo. I'm 70 and I am just finishing up chapter six. So nice. Yeah. But I read like a a good chapter and a half today because, because, because (laughs) we talked earlier this week and she's like, I think I'm th- like on three or something. And I'm like, I think you're supposed to be on six or seven. She's like, shit balls. Okay, I'll be reading. But I said, I've been doing a lot of the different. Yes. I'm totally. like seriously in the right. book. So yeah, right. I've been doing a lot. Just haven't she's been in her pussy, but the book she's like, you know. It's just a recommended timeline. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Fred? Um, I'm MJ. <laughs> 47. I finished the book and I am a Virgo. Finished because she's a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Meenal? My name is Meenal and I am 53. I'm a Leo and I'm almost done. I don't like maybe have like a hundred pages left in the ebook. So. And Megan. (laughs) I'm Megan. I'm 25. I am a Scorpio and I think I'm on chapter nine, but I kind of, I started at the end of the book and then kind of have been bouncing back and forth between things because Aaron and I are sharing (laughs) sharing the audio book. And I'm like, what the hell? Did I not just read this? (laughs) First time I think I've ever shared a book and we've been wrestling it ever since. So, um, (laughs) So what about you? Been all over the place. 
I'm Erin. I'm 45 and I am a Libra. And you finished the book or you're still reading it? Oh, I finished the book. Okay. Yes. I was raised by Virgo. I finished the book. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm Bethany. I'm 34. Uh, I'm an Aquarius, and I listened to the book like a few years ago, which is the only reason I finished it. So right now, and so I got the book again, and I have it hard copy. I've been reading through it. I'm on chapter five now. So I, yeah, I'd be with you, Mida, probably if like <laughs> if I hadn't listened to it already. <laughs> which is what I love about there being a Facebook group too is that I've also yeah. taken the lead from you, ladies, in the exercises. I'm like, oh, this is the shortcut. So yeah. <laughs> some of your exercise that you've done, like taking on the, in your pussy journey. And I want to share too, that some of the things that you've inspired other people, other ladies, um, in this process. So in the last episode that we, uh, ended, we all declared that we wanted to take on a pussy journey an, an activity, an action. Um, we're wondering, what did you take on? and how to go like maybe each of you could share something how long do you have because i just went for it okay why don't you give us a few highlights i think she and kathleen went for it yeah i, I um, totally i think mj fred outdid me <laughs> <laughs> i would i would say the biggest step outside i bungee jumped out of my comfort zone i didn't just like stepped out i just decided to go for it so I took Bethany's challenge that she threw down twice, not once, twice she threw that challenge down. What did I say? It was, <laughs> it was when oh I, I had meetings with you at the healing portal and you right. said it the first time. And yeah. I was like, you are on crack woman that no. And then the second time you said it, I was like, okay, universe, fine. Um, and I did a boudoir photo shoot for my husband. Ooh, for well yes. <laughs> and she looks amazing. And oh my God, she shares she the photos you posted. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So hot. I was, Gorgeous. I did actually print a couple out for myself and I'm putting them in my bathroom so that I can remind myself. Good. On basis mm. to appreciate that. So, and, and the process itself was, um, it was scary as fuck. <laughs> essentially um but the photographer was absolutely amazing and um i think the 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 best part of it was after the fact i was putting a little album together for my husband and so i let him go through the pictures with me and pick his favorites and then he he was gone for the weekend when she sent me the um proof of the album and so i texted him and said okay i have the proof do you want to see the album and he wrote back yes and then he wrote back no i don't want to see it I like it needs to be a surprise and then he's like but send me the link I was like okay I'm very confused (laughs) (laughs) do you want the link or do you not want the link like what do you want me to do right now and he wrote back I'm gonna read you because it was just the sweetest thing ever he said no I'll see it when it gets here this is not about me it is a symbol of your bravery and acceptance of yourself oh he gets so sweet So I love that. what you told Bethany and I, what did your pussy, what did she think of the pictures? Mm-hmm. That I'm really fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you are. You are. That is awesome. Yes. So that was that was the big one. And then I also did the um 
Sheila Kelly erotic creature course. So if you take the quiz that tells you what your erotic creature is, I know what that means because I did all the, I did the course over the last two weeks. Um, and it's really, really freaking interesting um, information to have. And it's, uh, mine was 100% accurate. And I, Bethany and Aaron did it and theirs was too. And then I had two other friends take it and theirs was really accurate. So that was really fun. Um, and then I'm taking a pole dancing class on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You yeah. definitely are diving head first. You dove head first pussy into first. this experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, pussy first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm so proud of you. Seriously. Like from the first conversation that we had at the healing portal and I like, and just, I knew the stuff I was saying to you made you feel uncomfortable, but I was like, you need to listen to this book or go read this book. And it only took the two conversations for you to actually do it and just step fully into it. And I was just like blown away by your, your courage and your transformation. So it's really awesome to watch. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that was the, so the, in the, I get all, I'm getting all tongue tied. Um, <laughs> when I took the erotic creature quiz, mm-hmm. my erotic creature, the dominant one, there's a triad, but that there's a dominant one is the champion, mm-hmm. which the core emotion of the champion is courage and steadfastness. And I've always said, like, I'm the rock. I'm not your party friend. I'm not the person who goes out and drinks with you till 3 a.m. I am the person who picks you up and drives you yeah. <laughs> at 3 a.m. after I've had close to eight hours of sleep. Um, and I had realized in that that I can be courageous for everybody else. And I will take on the world for you. If you are in my group and I have claimed loyalty to you, I will take a bullet for you, but I won't do it for myself. And I realized I had to lean into courage for myself and do these things that scared me because when I am doing these things, I feel most like myself. Mm. Beautiful. So amazing. That's called a good brag, Mino. Yes. Yes. <laughs> those of you who are not on the Facebook. That is an amazing oh. brag. Yeah. Mino's ama- really talented at sharing, like good brag, sh- encouraging all of us women to brag. And um, I like seeing it when Mino's like, oh, that's a good brag. Good brag. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. <laughs> oh. oh. So, uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> just, oh boy we might have to edit some of this out <laughs> i'm joking i'm stepping in it because i do it so well all right so moving on next person <laughs> all right i'll go thank um, you oh you're Take welcome <laughs> so um i think i well i know i I said I would look at myself in the mirror. That was the one I really didn't want to do. And that was the one that I decided to do. Um, prior to that, though, um, I don't know, a day or two before, I mean, the way I, because I so hide my body, um, like even when dad and I are having sex, or dad and I, but when we're <laughs> Her right. husband, not her dad. Yeah, yeah. When we're having, she was talking sex. to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I hide, so 
since reading this book and the first thing that's gone for me that is really gone is shame. Mm. I am out of the shame game amazingly <laughs> fast. Hey, Amazing. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So an example of that is we were messing around. We were, you know, playing with each other and this feels so weird knowing that this is going to go public to say this, but um, so, and Tom was being, a, he was rubbing a little too hard. So I said, and I just said, you know, I'm not really sure where my clitoris is now that I know that every woman's clitoris is in, can be in a different distance. I said, I'm not sure where my G spot is. I said, so we'll work together on this. And then he brought out the vibrator, which the batteries were dead in. I don't know what that says, but, <laughs> and, but then I had him go under the covers. I said, well, look, because I said, oh, this feels good. And I go, why don't you go look? And I'm hearing myself, I'm going, holy fuck. I would never have done anything like this before. <laughs> and dad went down and, you know, it was fun it was so free so that happened before the naked happened then I told uh, Tom what I was gonna do I said I'm gonna I'm gonna go in I'm gonna turn on music um, you know so he knew what was happening and Liz had told me because I had posted on um, our Facebook how scared I am because I got really depressed about how hard this was for me. And Liz said, and my stomach, I didn't want to look at my stomach. She goes, get out coconut oil and rub it on your tummy. So I brought the coconut oil out, looked in the mirror, stripped down. And there were moments of it being hard because I haven't looked at my body in so long. I'm 70, I'm seeing my boobs kind of hang, I'm seeing, you know, skin that's older, my stomach, but then I started to rub my arms and I appreciated, I work out with weights, I could see the definition in my arms. And then I rubbed it on my breast and I just started to honor. I got, so, everything got soft in me. And I thought, my God, this body of mine has held five babies and healthy babies that it pushed five human beings out and my breasts have nursed five children. And then I started to look different. I was looking like at my legs and I started to smile and it shifted the gentleness I felt from myself and the honoring of my body. So I came out and there was just a softness in me that I, I don't know when the last time I felt that. And I did it again today. I decided this is an exercise I need to keep doing. It's, it's important. It isn't just a one-shot deal. It's something I need to practice with myself. And I had just come out of the shower and then I put on makeup and I felt so pretty. I walked out feeling so, and I feel like I was looking at my face going, you're just looking younger. You're looking happier. You're looking freer. So, uh, and the other thing I've been wanting 
so we have a backyard that I have for years been saying, I really want to make this into a space that I can go out into and like make it because we have a small home, but have a TV out so we can do yoga or if I want to go out and watch and have comfortable chairs. And God love Tom, but he's fought me on this for years. And he finally, we talked about it and, and I said, I really want this, Tom. And he goes, okay. And so we're creating this beautiful backyard for me. So like an outdoor living space. like Yeah, like an outdoor living space. So anyway, it big stuff, big, big stuff. And mainly the shame is gone. I'm, I just realized that today that I don't feel shame anymore. So that's huge. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's so, so incredible. <laughs> Isn't it incredible. crazy that when you rise or as soon as you opened this up and I found the exact same thing with my husband, as soon as I did it, he was right there waiting. He was yeah. ready to go. There was no hesitation. He was just 100% on board to be on this journey with me. Yeah. Tom too. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Oh, I'm just in awe of these stories. It's so amazing to hear. And I was so like proud of you too for sharing what you shared how vulnerably in the group too Kathleen I was just mm -hmm. like this is exactly like what this work is for right like bringing it to the women who are there to support you and to to let you know you're not alone you know too because well, we that's you guys have been so supportive I mean all of you came right back in after I shared how you know that I was depressed which was super hard for me to say it because I I like to come across like I am in control. I'll help you, but I don't want to, you know, sh do that. But anyway, you guys have all, Nino and, and Fred and, you know, <laughs> Bethany, <laughs> you guys have all been just very, very supportive. So thank you. We apologize. We have this inside joke listeners. So don't feel bad yeah. if you don't understand what we're talking about when we say Fred. I'm laughing because I barely understand. So <laughs> just Aaron's just Aaron steps it. That's how I'm stepping in it. <laughs> All right. Mida, Megan, or Mimo, any of you M ladies? M ladies, right. M M M. Yeah, nothing no. like silence on a podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be checking their phone. Wait, well, okay, I'll go. There's nothing as inspirational as MJ and Kathleen. But what I did is I got new toys and I got new toys for solo play. And also I don't have a partner, but I also bought toys that I had wished I had bought when I when I have been with partners in long-term relationships. So I've started thinking about that. Like, I don't need to wait to be like, this is what I want. So now I'm like ready and prepped for when there is a partner and there's partner play, I'm like, all right, I got this covered, right? Like I'm just, I, I <laughs> yeah. know what I want and what I need. Um, and then I, I started during, I only did this once, but I, I was met, I meditate daily, except on, was it Saturday? I decided towards the second half of the meditation to like drop into my womb and my pussy and ask it questions instead of, dropping into you know asking spirit or universe or whatever downloads were coming and that was a totally new different experience but the body and the pussy were very willing to talk when it had something to say so I was like oh well this is something else that this is a new tool to put in the arsenal um 
so those are the things that that I took on. Can I ask you a question? Yes. When you, um, I don't think I've ever asked anyone on a podcast if I could ask them the question. So, sorry. Um, when you said you heard your pussy, your body, did it have, did your pussy or your body have the same voice, different voice? Like, did it like, cause I, I'm curious. Okay. For me, it wasn't, it's not a noise. It was oh. literal, a physical sensation. Oh. Does it come in, from different places in your body? No. Same place. Yes. Is it your pussy? Yes. Oh, okay. I was just curious if there was a delineation. I was like, what? And I've taken on this. If I ask a question, what? But now you've asked the question and I'm lost in it. So a delineation of what? There's no delineation of asking your body a question and asking your pussy a question. There is. Oh, okay. Can you explain, share what that is? Uh, Sure. So when I ask my body a question, it tends to come from a contraction of energy or my face will like literally give me away my all my intuition and my gut hits are visceral in some sense but when I ask my pussy it's like literally tingling in that area that at least from this one experience that's what it felt like is it was actual tingling in that area when it was an affirmative response and like nothing when it either didn't want to answer the question or it had nothing to say about itself okay Thank you. I was curious. Sure. What kind of questions did you ask it? Her. Oh God. What did I ask? <laughs> oh yeah. Does it identify as her? Well, I just yeah. said pussy and I just, I don't know. Is that, is that gender neutral? Or I said, you know, I was just basically. Yeah, identify. Said, you should ask her right now. Mm-hmm. For her, it. I know I mine prefers she, her and she, yeah. she has only she. answered yes or no questions. I haven't asked it philosophical questions. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not ready to ask it how, which letters to stop at in the alphabet to know its name, but I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> oh my God. We should all name. We should all ask what, what she wants to be named and uh, come back then the last one and have a name for her pussies. <laughs> that would be awesome. What yeah. did I ask? It was, they were like, should, you know, do you like the sound of this or the idea of this? Like they were things about life, about what to do about things. And now I don't remember what they were. Um, oh, neat. But yeah, it was a way of treating it, of dropping into my pussy instead of going into the other version of connection with spirit. So, you know, instead of connecting to spirit, it was connecting with that version of my inner self higher self I don't know I mean I'm I'm playing with the concept that maybe our higher self lives in our exactly. pussy as well so mm. she does talk about that in the book yeah as the probably chapter, chapter three uh, yeah. no, but, um, <laughs> I think it's chapter four actually so you're almost there <laughs> I'm almost there okay well see dangle 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I stumbled upon it without needing to get to chapter four. So there's that. <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah. But yeah, so that that was a really cool experience. Um, and something that I definitely want to continue to explore. That's awesome. Do the answers feel different than the ones that you get when you ask spirit or outside of yourself? Well, spirit, I tend to ask it more open-ended questions. I haven't... Okay since this was the first time I was like I know how to distill yes or no responses from my Mm -hmm. like I can 
So that I was like, okay, but maybe there is, and this will be something that I'll start introducing is just as I would get a physical yes or no, maybe if I'm in meditation for longer, I started off this way, a way to get out of just the yes or no and like the physical sensation and it also be a conversation. I haven't tried that yet, but I definitely, it's on the list of things to experiment with. Mm, thank you. <clears throat> well, I would be happy to go next and add my version to add on to what you were just sharing. Um, so my practice was to do a self-pleasure practice every day. And what I found was that um, these past few days, there's been this quality of like, oh, well, I have to do it. And so there, it's like, I've been pressuring myself and like, you know, like trying to make sure that it's like, oh, I've got to squeeze it in or whatever it is. And so two things happened. One was that over the weekend, I was listening to a Kim Anami podcast and she was talking to a woman who's in her, I'm going to say in her late fifties, who orgasmed for the first time after menopause and after, after when she was well into her fifties. So similar to me. And, but this woman, it's like, she was talking about squirting and having like all sorts of different types of orgasms. And she's in this exploration of like, well, what else is possible? And I just felt really inspired by listening to her, but I could also sense in me that part of me was like, yeah, I'm not quite ready to go there. And so this morning I was doing a spring cleaning practice and I don't remember now which chapter Regina talks about that in, but I was doing a spring cleaning practice on around expanding my orgasm. And it was really interesting because it's like, I could hear the difference between my head and like these stories, these conditioned stories that I have based in part based on my own life history. But then at the very end, I got down to pussy's voice. And <clears throat> the way I knew it was because my head, I could tell like part of it is, as I shared in the last podcast, it's like, I've had a long history of my libido being shut down. And so there's a way in which it's like, if I start saying, it's like, oh, I want that kind of orgasm or that kind of orgasm. I was really scared and I can feel like a part of myself wants to attach to it like a goal. And every time I've done that in the past, then it's like everything just dies on me. And so it's like, I don't want to set myself up for doing that again. But when I started listening to Pussy, Pussy was like, you know what? Like I get to choose to do this. And it was funny because when it came out of my mouth, when, when I was answering the prompt, it was like, pussy was like, my, my head was like, yeah, I get to choose. Pussy's like, no, I get to choose. Like, ooh, like what would it be like if I actually chose to do this practice every day? And that's how I know the difference is like my pussy actually has like, there's a different quality a different tone in which she speaks. And it, for me personally, it tends, she tends to be a little sassy, a little like she pushes boundaries. Like that's the kink in me. Um, she's, she's, she includes everybody. 
so there's a way in which it's like she won't leave anyone behind at the including myself sometimes I know when I go into my heart space and I get an answer from there it's like I can I, I have a pattern of caretaking or sometimes sacrificing myself for other people. Um, but when it comes from my pussy's voice, it, it's a very grounded, um, like I said, sassy and mischievous voice. That's why I was just, I was curious. So, so yeah, so today I, when I self-pleasured, I went in there and I'm like, yes, I get to choose this time with myself and let's see where it goes from there. And then the other thing I did was um, I ordered some new shoes for my S factor practice and they just showed up right before the podcast. I haven't had a chance to open the box yet. And yesterday I told my husband, I said, I wanted to just get out of the house. Now that the shelter in place orders have been lifted. I was like, I want to go somewhere. So we went up to the Santa Barbara Botanical Garden and rather than walking the route the way we always do, I was like, let's reverse order and go. And so we got to see everything from a different vantage point. And we came across this one little area and it's these structures that they've created, um, kind of artsy structures, but this one was like a spiral. And you could see the branches of the trees that they had put together and they'd created this spiral and in, in the center of it, there was a, um, a bench. And so I was like, Ooh, it's kind of private, kind of secluded. Let's have a make out here. So we haven't made out in outdoors in, in somewhat semi-public in, I mean, I don't, probably since we were teenagers. So that was like a big stretch for me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Making that out is fun. Did it and after what, how was you, what were you feeling? After what? You made out under the spiral bench public uh, botanical <laughs> garden session. <laughs> it felt, it felt, I felt very, light I felt um um daring definitely um so there was like juice to that um yeah and it it, the other thing also was that it really felt like we were in the middle of this vortex and oftentimes he's very attuned to energy and I'm in in our relationship I'm like I'm always been the one who's like I'm not feeling it not feeling it nothing's happening but we were sitting there and it's like, I could actually, it felt as if we were in this vortex of energy and it was really palpable. Like I could feel it. And so I'm noticing those things. Like since my pussy's more awake now because I'm paying more attention to her, um, like my intuition's a lot sharper. I can, I can, um, read what's going on with other people a lot more easily. It feels like my voice is stronger. I don't hesitate before I speak. There's a way in which I would, there was always like this slight pause before I would let the words out that I wasn't even aware I was doing before. So definitely some noticeable changes for me. That's really cool. Great brag. Thank <laughs> you. Well bragged. Title that mm-hmm. makeup session. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd love to go next because I feel like it goes along with what Maida and Meenal shared. Um, that's okay. (laughs) Um, so because I had talked about 
on the last episode, differentiating my voices, like my put from my pussy, my heart and my mind, because I noticed that I often have a battle going on within me, like what's the right thing to do. And, you know, what I'm asking a, for a decision to be made, like, I'm not really sure where it's coming from, like where the answer is coming from. And I actually can feel a confliction. Um, you know, and I, Aaron has coached me so much around dating. Cause I'm like, I'm single. And so I'm online dating and I'm, you know, going on dates with guys. So um, what I got was that, well, so first <laughs> I sat that morning, I basically pleasured myself for like an hour straight. <laughs> and I was like, I was in that cycle, like, or the phase of my cycle where I just had a lot of that energy that needed to kind of be released. Um, that's another thing too, that I noticed, I think is my pussy leading the way is she is like demanding that I create my life around my cycle. Um, because, and that's a lot of the work that I talk about too. Um, it, it shows up that way. So I noticed that that has been really important for me. Um, and I know that's her definitely, that's definitely her. And so when she is like, my, my pussy's kind of demanding actually. So like, it's funny that you said yours is like sassy and feisty. I'd say she's definitely like that, but like, she is demanding. She's like, I want it. And I want it now, like, stop what you're doing and fucking give it to me. Um, and I think it's probably just a product of me not listening to her for so long. Uh, now that I've given her a voice, she's like, okay, we're going to do this. Um, so after I pleasured myself for a good hour, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit and meditate and ask, like, what does, wh what does the voice of my pussy want? And what does the voice of my heart want? And what does the voice of my mind want? And it was so clear. It happened so fast. It was like, my pussy wants freedom. My heart wants loyalty. And my mind wants ease, like ease or some, it to be easy. And so like after I did that, I noticed how, okay, so I basically have been listening to my pussy this entire time because that's what I'm creating my life around is like my freedom, right? Like to, to my business, my whatever I want to do, like uh, it, there needs to be some freedom within that, that I get to choose and she gets to choose. So I've already been listening to her. However, when I feel conflicted, it's because like all those stories come up of like, no, that's not right. Or what are people going to think about that? Or, um, especially with dating, my heart is, you know, wounded and I've had to heal a lot of things from the past that I notice if my pussy's leading, my heart is kind of like, but no, that's going to hurt us. And, you know, and then, and then like my, my heart and my mind kind of like gang up on her <laughs> and, and tell her that she's, she's wrong. Right. Or that she needs to, that we need to feel a certain way um, that isn't free, that I didn't make these choices that I, you know, I'm not empowered. It's like my mind and my heart get so disempowered around the way that she wants to be, um, that I decided to just like kind of let go. And every time I felt that happening, just, just continuously listen to her. So I went on a date, um, last week and the guy bought me a pair of shoes uh, unexpectedly. I didn't ask for it. Um, and old me would have like not wanted to accept it or been like felt really guilty and, and all of this. But like, I noticed a clear difference where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to accept this because why not? You know, like he, he decided to do it and, you know, I didn't ask for it. So I'm going to accept it. And also old me would have felt, okay, but now you have to give him something back right now. You have to sleep with him or, you know, now you have to do whatever it is, but I've no, I've noticed such a difference where if I choose to do those things, like I did like make out with him a little bit, you know, and there was like kind of touching and whatnot, but, um, 
I, I chose to do those things. It wasn't like an obligation, whereas before it would have felt like because he got you that now you need to do that with him. So that felt really good. Um, and then <laughs> another, another thing happened just, uh, the other night and I was telling Maida about this, um, yesterday is, uh, I was talking to this guy online and we kind of were like really direct with each other. We we're like, Hey, so do you want to meet up? And are you open to like, if anything happens, like, you know, we get intimate and I was like, okay, I actually feel okay with this. Like, we're going to see how it feels and we're actually together, but you know, like, I'm going to be okay with it if something happens. And, um, I knew that was my pussy talking. Cause she was like, yes, I want some attention. <laughs> so, um, so he came over and, you know, we started fooling around and then he ended up going down on me for like a good, good 45 minutes. Like he didn't stop. And I was, and I've never experienced that before. And, and while it was happening, I was like, should I tell him to stop? Like, okay. Like just, you know, I, I was in my, I was in my head so much about it. And I was like, is this allowed? Like, should, should I tell him to stop? Is he enjoying this? Like, okay. But he's not, he's not stopping. So just let it happen. Right. So I had to like talk myself into allowing it to happen. Um, and then by the time he, I finally had to stop cause it started, it was starting to get uncomfortable. And I said, okay, we got to stop, you know? And, but when he was done, I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything to give back to you. Like, I don't like, I literally can't do anything. You, you drained my energy. And so then we, I just went to sleep and I didn't like, we didn't have sex and old me would have felt extremely bad about it. Um, and made myself wrong. And, you know, and all, along with all these other side things, I would have told myself about like, you're a slut and all of this stuff, but, um, that wasn't there. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was my experience, um, in fully listening to my pussy and, um, not making her wrong for what she wants. <laughs> First of all, great brag. Yes. <laughs> now my yes. A well brag. <laughs> like 45 minutes. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I was surprised. I was like, bearded is he or not bearded? ever going to stop? Ass. Is he bearded or not bearded? Anything he has a slight beard. That's why it started to get uncomfortable he, at the end. Thinking, I wonder how long I could last if there's facial hair on this. Does anyone yeah. else think this? It depends on how much they use their face, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a whole new podcast. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about specifics another time. <laughs> There's just going to be an entire episode of all of us talking about how we like. <laughs> being, yeah, being, I want to trade ideas. Um, I think that's great because I actually went out, Bethany and I, it was her birthday last mm-hmm. week. So we went out for her birthday and she showed the Uggs and I said, I get that. Like I, I was talking with the male friend one time and I said it's interesting because you guys don't think that my sense is you don't think that if I got you a gift at a date would you think oh I need a um if I gave you a gift oh I have to like pay for dinner I have to give you something in return and they and he was like no Mm -hmm. why do you guys think that and I don't think it's necessarily individual I think it's a social thing there's many aspects expectations outside of us yeah but I think that um and I remember Bethany and I were talking and I said, I feel like he was kind of like, he gave it to you almost leaning on that. And she goes, I did too. And I still fucking took it. Like, thank you. I love him. <laughs> I like did. a gift is a gift. And I was like, good for you just to like say thank you and not feel like you had to also meet the expectation of someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really appreciate it. I enjoyed my time with you and 
you know, yeah. there's, you're not going to get anything I don't feel like I want to give. Right. And that was the big shift too, for me is like, okay, I know that it's not coming from a place of, I have to give back to him. It's if I choose to, and it's an empowered choice yeah. because I am actually attracted to you, not because you gave me a gift, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Girl head. <laughs> love it. All right. It's amazing. <laughs> Megan, you want to share? Um, yeah. I, um, so my challenge, I basically, it was basically pacification, but to a, to an extreme to make myself uncomfortable, which was to start buying things for myself. And, um, I, I kind of, I dove into it with things that I, I've been interested in, in having. And, um, one of the things that really raised eyebrows that I've never purchased before was a vibrator. And um, this started a bit of a saga for me. <laughs> so you bought many? No. Oh. No, probably won't buy another one. Um, but I, uh, so I bought one and it did not work as I thought it would work and didn't really, it did not, uh, it did not please pussy at all. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it it triggered a very emotional response for me that like I, I spent a lot of money on this thing that I can't really use. And and I started I started really evaluating why is it that I don't buy things for me for myself? Why is it that I don't let other people buy buy things for my for me? And I I you know, I've always been total, it's just because you're cheap. And and that's why. And, you know, I started thinking, you know, maybe it's because I don't feel worthy of it, or, you know, wanting things causes pain or whatever that is. And then I realized while starting this process that it's just because I I don't value material things as much as I value people, people in my life and experiences. And I've been made to feel so wrong uh, for for not wanting material things, mm. and and so I I kind of um, I figured that was associated with femininity, and that, and if that's what being feminine is, that I don't want a part of it, and I kind of shoved that so far away from myself. And you know, the vibrator was a perfect example. Like I've had a massager that I've used for ten years, and I love it. It gets me off. I, I, I use it every day and have for a decade. And I, I, I think it's great, but it's not an actual vibrator. And everyone, you know, has been telling me, oh, well, if you're, if you want actual pleasure, you have to get, you know, and it's one from a sex shop that's nice and expensive. And this is something you have to do. And I bought into it and, and it, and I, and it, it was not what I expect, expected it to be. And, um, so I kind of shifted from there and instead of making myself wrong um, for not wanting material things, I then realized that what I really need out of this is to just invest in myself, not necessarily always money, but also my time and my energy and that I need to start, you know, because I put everything onto myself to handle, to heal, to do whatever I, I, I force myself to do everything alone constantly 
um, instead, you know, invest that money that maybe I, I was planning on investing on, you know, whatever the original challenge was going to be, you know, invested into my healing, invested into an adventure that will nourish me and nourish my soul. So that's, um, that's what I've been doing instead. <laughs> wow. Mm, correct. That's a really great realization. I do want to say, Megan, mm-hmm. though, before you completely discount this new toy, is that it doesn't <laughs> just have to be for your pussy. Vibrators can be used on different parts of your body, too. So explore <laughs> that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It, it's got some contraptions to it that don't really work as anything else. <laughs> Bummer. It was a very uh, specific clitoral stimulator <laughs> ah is it a suction based one it is a suction based one Have you, just saying try your nipples just in case yeah Ooh, nice i wouldn't have even thought of that i went to buttholes uh, the whole time you were talking <laughs> and like, oh, it doesn't fit in our butt where else would this go <laughs> i like specifics listen ladies i'm sitting here like ah oh, shit i think i'm tracking i don't know so <laughs> Aaron, I was thinking the same thing. Thank you. Oh, I love you. So <laughs> like mother, like daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. That makes you feel better. It's your turn, Aaron. All right. So mine was I said I would buy lingerie, um, bra. I was going to buy a bra that didn't have a. So in COVID, I gave up an underwire bra. So then I went looking and I found I actually like walked right into one. And I was like, this is perfect. Wore it so comfy. But within two hours, I was walking home from, with my daughter and she's like, your nipple's hanging out. And I was like, oh, shit balls. So comfortable. Didn't know my nipple was hanging out. So I'm returning it and getting a, a bigger size. But it was interesting because I would know if my nipple was hanging out if I was wearing a bra that was uncomfortable. Like I would just, I would have been like, ah. So I'm excited to know a brand that I like. The other thing I did not do, so it's still, I'm still on the hook, is I was going to take out like a hand mirror, smaller mirror, and look at my pussy. Um, and so I haven't done that. But one of the things I had noticed was it was inside of, I can't recall what triggered it. But so I work out in this outdoor workout um, group, and it's a lot of like young people. There's a lot of like, young twenties, but it goes up. I'm 45 goes above my age and they show you this workout kind of routine. And I have an issue with my foot. So I've already like told the trainers, okay, I can't, I don't want to do this. I told them once, but I'm not, I wasn't as verbal. And what's interesting is, you know, I might sound really assertive, but there's times when I'm not right. Like I just kind of like pull back, like, Ugh, I don't want to waste your time. I'm not sure. It, oh, there's rules to this. Oh, I should be doing it this way. And then I was um, deadlifts, which I like, if I'm totally healthy, I could do deadlifts. You know, I'm good at them. And I even got some tips from Fred. And then um, I hurt myself again. Like I tweaked it and I just, my gotten um, someone trained, really helped me get this like whatever issue. And I was like, what the hell? Fuck, now I'm back to hurting myself. And I unpacked, I was talking with a friend and she said, what happened? And I said, 
I wasn't sure, but I did it anyways. And I think this is where I'm similar, where I wasn't listening to my, to myself and to my pussy, like what serves me like finding my own boundaries, my own limits and not trying to please others. They're not trying to fall in line. I'm one of five kids. Like you fall in line. Like I'm the middle child. I went to a Catholic school. You fucking fall in line because that's what's expected. And I think for me, what I realize is I don't partner with people about my own self-care. I either tell you or I, or I struggle or I, or I keep it to myself or I struggle trying to figure out a way to fall in line. Mm. And what I did was I went back and the, and when I went to work out and I just pulled the trainer, like she was in the middle. I'm like, Hey, I need to talk to you, Lauren. These are the things that doesn't work for me. I'm 45. I don't want to fucking hop this way because it hurts me. And then I got to stop doing the deadlift because it's hurting me and I'm not, I want to heal this and whatever. And she was like, got it. And I said it in a way that she went to the other trainers and like, this is how we're going to handle Aaron. Like she was my partner in protecting me to self-care. And that was a total different experience working out because I felt like at one point, another trainer came up to me and they're like, are you good? Do you need support? Are you feeling like comfortable about your foot? And I was like, yeah, like no one had asked me because I hadn't said anything. Mm. And I think for me, it shifted too. Cause then I came back home and I was telling Carl, I need your partner with me around self-care. And I like, listen, he was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, are you saying I'm doing something wrong? And I'm like, no, like I'm saying what I need. And, and I also did it with my daughter. Like, here's what I need to like feel my best. And it's a shift. I'm definitely some ways I'm really good. In some ways, and I'm noticing when you're talking about your pussy, like what kind of, I think it was Maida and Minal. like what does your pussy voice sound like? Mine is like, has a little sensuality, but it goes into a general, like, it's like, oh yeah. And when she's not happy, she's like, fuck that, stop that. Like, <laughs> and I can feel it coming up and I'm noticing I'm also like being like almost embodying the bark. Like, no, almost like if someone were like to like, try to like kiss me and I don't want like, no, no, we're not doing that. Like, uh-uh. Totally. So, it's interesting. It's. Uh, <laughs> I just love the voice that you gave it. her. I'm sorry. I can't. What? The voice that you gave her. Don't do that. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Total GI Jane voice, right? Like, yeah. Um. So it, it, I'm playing with that, and I'm not playing with it. I'm trying. I'm stepping into it, and I'm gonna. And I'm stepping into it very imperfectly, which is hard for you is that hard for you to do imperfectly no it's hard for me when I when I step in my power and people don't line so when she's talking like a general and you don't fucking get in line like you don't hear me like I'm not being heard mm. I get barky <laughs> and so yours I is demanding too <laughs> yeah and I'm exploring, like, does that work for me or not like she said it nice and now she's like like, so I, I, I don't know. I'll have to give, we'll wait till our panel number four and I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's how she talks. Like, that's just the way it is. Well, what can <laughs> we do for you to help partner with your self-care? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it's a great question to throw to the panel. Well, let's all think about oh, it. You need to deflect we'll... there, Aaron. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No, no, I think it's actually no, no. what <laughs> no. it's, it's on our script. It is on the script. Okay, so yeah, let's be prepared. Let's uh, uh let's think all we can all think about it and then we'll we'll answer at the end. Okay. I think for me it's we're not. 
<laughs> can I answer? Let's you seem like you didn't have an answer, well, so I was giving you the yet. out. Now I'm I was <laughs> giving you the space to answer at the end. I was totally in my head, like checking, okay. out, checking in with her, like, what, what do I feel? Okay, don't worry. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you another piece. Okay, uh, I sense like, I keep getting like, let me see if I, like, well, let me keep going. Like, like, she's like saying like, I got more to say. We'll see how it goes. Like, well, and it's not on me. It's on them to figure it out. Does that make sense? Yes. I've, okay. I've totally felt like that before. Okay. You, so, yeah. you won't like how I'm going to help you take self-care. <laughs> I do bench presses or, uh, or deadlifts. <laughs> and start cleaning up your eating habits and getting you healthier. Oh. There's no shame there. <laughs> um, right. so, so do you want to wait? What? Do you want to wait till the end of the, the podcast to answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> let's awkwardly transition to the next question. <laughs> um, well, I was curious, has anyone had a different experience so far from like, maybe you came into it expecting something or it's expecting the book to be something. And then you started reading it and you were like, whoa, this is not what I thought would come out. Like, and if so, can you explain? I see Megan nodding her head. So <laughs> like aggressively She's nodding like, my head yes, over here. Please like, let mm, me go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, when I first started reading this book, reading this book I I dove in and I listened to multiple chapters within a day or two and at first I thought it was going to be just fun I thought oh how wonderful I'm connecting with my you know with my femininity and my sensual side again this is going to be so much joy and so and and just it's gonna feel good and then the last recording happened and 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 we read the chapter where uh where mama gina talks about her traumas and and some of mine got brought up in the last episode and then i completely went dark for two weeks like i stopped interacting with the pussy group i i stopped talking to people i just like i shut myself in and was just in a really heavy place of just processing why that recording impacted me so much because I never really thought of any of those things as traumas I was like oh that's just a thing that happened whatever and it didn't affect me and it wasn't really until today um, I had a session with Liz O'Brien who is a really gifted healer if anyone's interested in in meeting with her or learning more about her um, I think episode 10 um you you spoke with her and um it was the first place it was the first safe space I've ever been in to really process and and she she had um and and heal and she she held that space for me to really just say what happened and encouraged me to do it and then and then worked on letting it go and I think what really surprised me about this process is that, you know, I always knew healing was messy. That's what we always say, you know, healing, 
healing can hurt worse than trauma sometimes. And I always just thought that was a fun little saying and like, yeah, healing is, it it, it can be messy, but I don't think I really realized just how hard it is. And because I've always done it by myself and I thought I was doing it right, but it turns out I was just pushing it deeper and deeper down thinking I was processing when in actuality I wasn't. And, and this book really brought up, you know, you, you, you have to know what you're working with. And, and some of that is kind of, I think she talks about like the swamping and, and bringing it out so that you can process it, you can really feel it, and then you can let it go and step into that joy um, that is coming and, and that this book, book does bring in the end, but, but um, the, the, it takes work first. So I think that was the most surprising thing for me is just just how, how much it brought up and how much healing it really did bring for me. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. <talk about> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm just going to hide now again. <laughs> I'm just my own awkwardness. Thanks. No, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, sometimes it is like, you never know at least for me, like when people share vulnerable things, sometimes you're like, I don't know how this person, like what they need in this moment. Like, Mm -hmm. do they want me to say something? Do they want me to be silent? Do they want me to like, say, I'm proud of you? Do you know? And it's like, (laughs) sometimes I have a hard time feeling into like how best to be with a person, um, Mm -hmm. in the, in those moments. Um, so what do you need, Megan? (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's another great thing. The book kind of gave me a permission slip to do. Cause I think in the past, even the last episode, like um, you had a question in the notes of like, how can we support you? And I immediately was like, no, don't support me. Don't even, don't even acknowledge that I have problems. I'll handle it on my own. I do things by myself. And, um, and I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> um, and so it, it, it has given me the permission sh- slip to say, um, at least try to say <laughs> some of the things. So um I, I am a words of affirmation type. So hearing, hearing the, the, the thank you, like hearing the thank yous that have been coming in since the last episode, hearing, you know, that, that it's okay that I shared that it even helped someone um, with that vulnerability or that they're proud of it uh, or proud of me for, for saying it, that all does it feels nice and it makes me feel not as weird for spilling my guts on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It's brave. I mean, it's not everyone would be willing to do that. And especially I think you just uh, being open to the process allowed it to come out last episode. Like even if you weren't expecting it Mm -hmm. and it was like, that's also a part of your healing. So yeah, it's really cool. It's really inspiring to watch. So thank you. Thank you. I for me, I mean, I, I relate to Megan, but I knew this was going to be hard because I knew this was an area in my life that I hadn't really tackled. I'd given a lot of worked hard, read, all that, but I clearly knew if I couldn't look at my body, I still was having problems. And I was kind of like, it kind of reminded me like I used to smoke and till like I was 50 and I remember being resigned to, I would always smoke. I'd never, I tried to quit so many times and I never could quite quit. And so I just resigned myself that I would always smoke. And then I thank God quit. And I think I was that way with my body. And 
that I would never, I was resigned that for whatever reason, I couldn't come sink my heart and my body and me. And I'm not fully there yet, but I know I'm on the road. And, but I knew this book was going to be, it was going to be okay. If you're going to do this, you're going to really have to fucking take this on. If you're, I mean, I'm 70 fucking years old. That's what I kept telling myself. If I don't do it now, when I won't do it. So I had moments like when you were talking, Meg, where it just got really hard when I got depressed that, like I said, was really hard to just say it. And then afterwards, as soon as I posted it, I wished like hell I hadn't said it. I was like, shit, why did I share that? But after that, I felt better. And then when you guys all came in and gave me affirmation, that helped so much. Um, and then what, how Tom is, but watch how Tom has been with me, which is great. But watching my body respond, watching my pussy respond. I mean, it's kind of like, she's like, finally, God, holy <laughs> shit, thank you. And for, to like, before, if I would kind of get aroused or feel a tingling, I would shut her down, just shut her down. Now I'm like, oh, and I'm watching when I, oh, you're okay. What just happened? Now you're kind of tingling a little bit. What's going on? And so the book now, like reading the courtesan, courtesan part, I am totally enjoying that. And I fight her a lot. I, every time I open that book, she annoys me still. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, you know, I'm so tired of hearing what you have to say and great for you and yada, yada. And I'm not going anyway. And then I slow my motor down and I start really listening. And a lot of what she says, I still don't agree with everything, but like the courtesan part, the idea of being able to be fully feminine and playful and use all my femininity. And because in the, in the Catholic church, being feminine and using those wiles and all that mm -hmm. was really bad. I mean, it was because you were responsible for the male. You were partially responsible for his sins. If you teased him or if you got him aroused, it was, you know, that whole Adam and Eve thing. It was your fault. You were Eve with the apple. Yeah. So um, to go, oh my God. And to remember that little girl that knew how to pleasure herself and have joy and to re now begin to play with my femininity in a light and fun way with Tom, which I've always fought. They're like new discoveries for me. They're just like, oh, you know, I, oh. <laughs> and then I keep saying, and you're 70 for God's sakes. You know? <laughs> but anyway. Which is so. amazing. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I'm uh, so anyway, there have been a lot of surprises in this book. Um, and I think they're just coming because I'm really just beginning to pop. Mm. I really mm. like Tom the other yesterday. We we had a little disagreement, went to sleep the day before, woke up in the morning and we got up. We had some things to do. So we were going to have sex and, and we did it. 
And then later in the day, he goes, well, I wanted to be intimate. And I looked at him and before I would have gotten really pissed and kind of come at him like, ah. I said, well, but Tom, you, I need you to share that with me. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of like you wanted to be intimate, but you didn't say anything. I had no way of knowing you wanted to be intimate. And he, but in the past, he would have probably defended or whatever. He goes, no, that's true. I didn't say anything to you. You're right. Sorry. And so, yeah, I think I'm acting very different. And I think Tom is both surprised and partially not sure what to do with it all. And, you know, it just has to go along with it. I mean, just go, just fall in line, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in charge now. Pussy's in charge. That's right. That's right. Anyway, so that's me. Nice. Thank you mm -hmm. for sharing. You're welcome. Does anyone else have a different experience? I didn't know what to expect when Aaron asks you to join a book club and tells you the book's called Pussy or you and you <laughs> both, I mean, like, what is wrong with you? You're like, what's wrong with both of you? <laughs> <laughs> Just because I read doesn't mean I want to read that. <laughs> So I honestly was hoping, hoping for a information about how to revitalize my libido because I didn't have one. It's like, okay, well, any information I can get on that would be helpful. So I'll, I'll enter it with that perspective in mind. I did not expect to get ripped open by it. I did not expect to get the, I guess the, start looking at myself in a tender way like Kathleen did and start examining the the sense of self-worth and the feelings of I'm enough exactly as I am I am enough and I've never felt like I was enough before and then being given permission for a lot of things and I fight with mama Gina too maybe it's a Virgo thing I don't know <laughs> people say things and you're like shut up um, but there's yeah she irritates me a little bit too at times, but I, I also didn't expect the rabbit hole that it's led me down that I've been like, Oh, well, who's this Sheila Kelly person? Who's this S factor that mean I was talking about. And then to go look at it and be like, Oh, I know her. She's on a show I watch and okay. She has a course. Sure. I'll take the course. And Oh, there's a movie that came out. I'll watch the movie. Dude, that movie will rip you to pieces. If Which you haven't watched again? it, yet. it was yeah. absolutely breathtakingly amazing to watch that movie and just go through that journey with those women. And I watched it with two women. So I would highly recommend if you're going to watch Rise Up, Strip Down, do it with a group of women because well, it's- oh, Rise Up, Strip Down, okay. No, yeah. it's the other way, Strip Down, Rise Up. Strip Down, strip rise, down up. rise Up. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was just- Is it so, Netflix? It's on yeah. Netflix. It started on Netflix on Friday and it was just- you, you buy into the, the first character and it's a documentary. So it's not, you know, you buy into her, her name's Evelyn within seconds. You're like, yes, Evelyn, win. I want your life to be transformed for you. So you're in it with her. She works at Seas Candy. How can you not love her? She's amazing. <laughs> but you just buy into all these women and you watch them going through. One of them is there and she was abused by her, um, the team doctor. Another one just lost her husband. And I mean, their lives are so real and so raw and so like our own that it led me down that rabbit hole. And then the 
TED talk that I found that Sheila Kelly did about the first offense, about the first time you're told that your body is wrong. And then starting to recognize my own in, implicit bias. When I was watching the movie, I would catch myself saying, oh my God, put some clothes on. You shouldn't be doing this. And then I'd be like, stop it. The patriarchy does not get a space in your head. Yeah. These women are beautiful mm. and they're being raw mm. and tender and they're healing themselves. How dare you judge the cellulite on them or the scars or the pain or the, because you've been programmed to. Mm. And so I didn't realize it was going to lead me down that rabbit hole. So it's just led me down so many rabbit holes that I didn't expect. I love rabbit holes. <laughs> I love how you said that also. The patriarchy doesn't get a space in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quotable. That's yes. a quotable totally. quote right there. Yep. <laughs> Another idea down for our pussy panel t shirts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Meenal, do you want to share? Well, for me, so this is probably now the third time that I'm reading the book and having done two of her programs already. Um, No, there wasn't anything that occurred that was different than what I expected. I think, I think to me, the biggest, the biggest realization has really has been, and even watching Strip Down and Rise Up, because I started S Factor like a month before I did um, the School of Womanly Arts for the first time. And so my journeys with both have just been like really intertwined and it's, it's been the same, le- same, same length of time, four years. And so it's just really been an opportunity to see how far I've come and how much I've changed and how much of the different practices that she mentions in the book that I use and I rely on. And even more than that, it, it really is like the, the sisterhood that I've developed. Um, just talking to some of, some of the women who, um, that I spring clean with, it, it's, it's indescribable to have a weekly practice with a woman and to have the incredible blessing to see her unfold and to be able to start to track and locate her in your own body a felt sense of like how she's changing and to see how much she's changed and um, and to realize as well like how much the tools have really helped me like you Bethany, you were saying before, like when someone's really vulnerable, you're not really sure how to, how to respond or what the person might need. It's like, I never knew, like if someone had a death in the family, like I would go into this place of just like, you know, like being a blathering idiot in terms of like, just not knowing what to do or what to say, or, you know, and, and really being tongue tied and hang or hand tied also like, and, and I, I would withdraw when I would really want to lean in and, um, and just realizing like the tools have actually given me a way to hold my sisters through severe depression. One of them, her sister died. Um, another one, it's like the, the layers of, of, of wounding that she is healing as a black woman. It's, um, it's just incredible. And it, it's been through the tools that I've been able to do that and been able to show up with them in that way. 
as a safe space for them to really expand and shine their light. And so, yeah, so I'm just really having that opportunity. It, it's not, it's not that it's a different experience per se, but it's just this opportunity to realize like, I mean, just listening to the changes that have been happening in, in some of you in the past two weeks, it's like, it continues. It continues. It doesn't have to stop there. Like, it's just, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd love to share just because I think I've, because I read the book a few or listened to it a few years ago, the, I've noticed that too about myself, just like the continuous process that it brought up for me ever since I first kind of awakened to all of the, the content. But during when I remember when I first was listening to it, the piece that I was most surprised that I was affected by or like that I didn't, it was kind of a shadow was the healing the mother wound. And I think she talks about that towards the end of the book. Um, but coming from uh, like my parents got divorced and then my dad was, you know, was a recovering addict and, and like in and out of my life, I was always like, oh, well, I have daddy issues. I don't have mommy issues. I have daddy issues, right? So that was like what I was focusing on in my healing until this book. And then she was talking about that and, and in noticing my own disempowered relationship with my body, with my pussy, with my sexuality, I was like, well, obviously that comes from my mother. It doesn't come from my father. I mean, maybe some of it, but um, that was the most surprising. And I think the most challenging thing for me, because my mom was the, my, my only, basically my only caretaker, you know, my caregiver, caregiver, caretaker when I was a kid, because my dad wasn't around a lot. So she was the person who I attached myself to. So therefore became enmeshed with her energy. And I know that, you know, we, when we develop within our mothers, like we are carrying generational stuff too, like we're born with it. And that I think was the biggest piece when I was reading it. And it still continues to come up for me. And I'm, and I'm still healing it, not necessarily as I'm reading through the book, but um, because I read the book, uh, I, I still notice my resistance to wanting to show up vulnerably, vulnerably with women, because I never really felt safe with women, because I have had kind of like a toxic relationship with my mother and then also a toxic relationship with my older sister and I felt more comfortable with men and um so that is still difficult for me to show up and to think um like these people actually care about what I'm experiencing or it's okay to share exactly how I feel um or they're gonna be able to give me what I need you know like, like I think that was one thing that I didn't get was my mom I don't think she knew how to like give me what I needed when I was experiencing an emotional breakdown. Um, and so then what I just learned to do was just shut down and just like take it all internally and, and not share anything. And so I still notice myself too, like even, and because I'm like co-hosting the podcast, you know, it's like this platform and I'm, I'm trying to like give everyone else a voice. I kind of, um, won't share my experience necessarily. And I go into the like facilitating mode or like the teacher mode and I won't, like allow myself to process because I don't want to take up space because it's supposed to be for everybody else. Um, so that's one of the things that is still a little bit difficult for me, but speaking it out loud helps. <laughs> and it's something that I think I need. Like if we're talking about stuff like support that I need, it's people checking in with me. Right. Cause I'm always the one, like, I think Megan said, it's like, I'll be the one to be like, no, it's okay. I'll take care of myself. Don't worry about me. You know, I, I'll take care of you guys. It's okay. What do you need? You know, and I'll put it back on, on 
everyone else like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. But there are times where, yeah, like I get depressed or I feel really anxious or I'm scared and I don't feel like I have anyone to actually go to, to say, Hey, I feel this way. Can you guys hold, hold, help me hold this or help me, you know, see it from a different perspective. So yeah, that's been my experience. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. This is a safe space for you to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And I do feel safe. That's why I bring it up. So thank you guys. So we're going to have one more panel for, and it's going to cover some topics that I'm super excited about. I think in the final chapters, there's conversations about witnessing, which, um, has been, and really about the community, how women can support each other. So we'll be covering that in our final recording of the Pussy Podcast. Um, and then, oh, not Pussy Podcast, Pussy Panel Podcast. Um, does okay. anyone else have anything that they want to like declare as a challenge or something they want to explore going into before next a recording that they want to share on air or share then too. Yeah. I'd love to hear from everyone, like how you can be supported by everybody. Mm. I think that would be helpful here on the panel, women. Yeah. In the group, in the group, like, yeah, I'd say for us specifically, um, or if they have like a, I'm going to ask for support in this way in my life with other people than that too. And I, and I, sh- I think it's a good point to say, like, we're also m- modeling other women as they listen to this, they're really looking like, how do I ask for support? What do I, Yeah. how do I get what I need or to help me find what I need? So if anyone wants to jump in. Well, I think for me, um, <clears throat> like I'm definitely, I got to the place where she was t- talking about trinities and, um, and I do do trinities but like in particular I think I really do need to be bragging about my self-pleasure practice and for a couple of reasons one is to just really help me digest and anchor into like what is it that I'm experiencing in in the practice what am I getting from it what are the changes that I'm noticing because otherwise it'd be really easy for my mind to dismiss dismiss it and talk me out of it at some point. And so part of it is to help me anchor into it. But then there, for me always, whether I am uprighting someone or if I'm being uprighted by others, there's a way in which it just, um, it helps me anchor even more. It's almost like, like the practice of gratitude where it just like, like gratitude, like it's contagious, it feeds on it and it grows. It's like uprighting does that for me as well. And so, so I think that would really help me and, and it would help me make sure to be accountable to myself to really come from that. Ooh, I get to choose this. Yeah. Okay. So could you just explain, just in case anyone's not familiar with uprighting, like what it Mm -hmm. means or like, and how to do it maybe too? Yeah, so we've been hearing it. If it's if it's the listeners will have been hearing us doing it throughout this particular recording. Um, whenever I've we've been saying well bragged, and so <clears throat> the idea of uprising is that 
it's, it's twofold. One is there's the idea of bragging, which is the way I experience it in my body is that as a woman of color, there's a way in which it's like, I've had to keep myself small. And I think most women just in general, like that's Regina's message is that women have had to keep each other, keep ourselves small and to a certain degree invisible. And we've learned how to speak up, but there's still energetically, there's a way in which it's like we hold back. And so bragging is a way in, for me to like, kind of declare that it's like, I'm showing up for myself. I'm showing up in this commitment that I've made. Um, and there's an energetic resonance to it. Uprighting, what's beautiful about uprighting is that it's whenever someone brags or even if they've done something that's brag worthy, they may not realize that they're bragging about it. It's to celebrate her for that, especially in this particular container that we're in where we're taking these huge leaps. Like MJ said before about like, it was almost like you bungee jumped into it. Like you went so far out of your comfort zone. It's like, that's a big thing to be taking those risks to go outside of our comfort zones. And so to celebrate each other for doing that. And for me, how I experience it energetically is that, is that when any one of us takes a risk and we kind of push or break through a ceiling that we had before, it gives the rest of us permission to do the same. Maybe not in the same thing, but in our own way that we can break the ceilings. And so there's a way in which it's like, we get to take each other higher, which to me is such an important part of the Mama Gina sisterhood that we've been taught as women, like how to compete and to be envious of each other and backstab and cut each other off at the knees, which I think is what the patriarchy wants us to do because otherwise we don't have any power we're fighting amongst ourselves. And so um, uprighting is like such a beautiful way to take each other higher and energetically create more and more space for us to expand, all of us to expand into. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I think continuing to build this community of women where you can speak that truth and know that you're going to be held with grace and kindness. There is no disdain or contempt for, I mean, something as simple as like I declared for the month of February, I was going to wash my face at night every single day. Cause I suck at doing that. And I know I need to, and I posted on there that day too. And I washed my face and me and all was like well bragged I was like yeah somebody knows I washed my face <laughs> and then it was, I mean, it's a really little thing but just knowing that like she said is that it's that sense of community and um knowing that other women may follow with you instead of competing with you I had a visceral response to somebody at the gym the other day we were we had done a workout and I'm pretty solidly athletic but I don't really care super much about competing with other people. I just want to do the best that I can do in that moment. And she came over here. This other lady came over and said, oh, I saw that competition going on over here. And I like almost went. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there is no competition over here. We are not competing with each other. We are, are supporting each other or we're lifting each other or we're making each other work harder, but we are not competing with each other. And I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think it's this 
the impact of the community that you've built, even though it's a Facebook community and I may never meet these people, is that sense of camaraderie and the creation of this sisterhood. Just keep building this sisterhood so that even if we're going on to social media for a space to find that support and kindness and grace and connection, we have a space for it. And then maybe one day we'll be able to see each other in person, but. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wanted to say, uh, I totally agree with everything you're all saying that the need for us to, uh, affirm when in fact when you said brag uh when you posted that bragging uh i always want to screw up you know uh, anyway um so i was irritated i'm like at the word at first and i was listening and i i started to come from well she know me you know way more than me about the book and bragging and bragging has the connotation of showing off and it took me just like it does every time I open the book itself, I get annoyed. I was annoyed with that in the beginning. <laughs> and I started listening and I was like, oh, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what I need to do. I've been so uh, taught not to do that. And then we had the human design meeting with Myra, and um, one of the things that touched me, I keep rethinking it. It keeps, I just, you know, there's certain things that are said to you that you just think about all the time. They make you feel so good. And when you said um, that I was magnetic, and then you said, you know, I will at the retreat, at Aaron's retreat, you said, I saw you come in the room and I noticed you right away and I, and I watched you and I can't tell you what that meant to, to not be invisible to, and I really, with that comment, knew in my heart that that was so, that there is that in me. And rather than act like it's not there to step into it without ego, but just my power, that this is who I am and stop resisting it. And, being able to give that to each other as women in particular, as females in particular, to share those kinds of things, to be vulnerable, even it's so much as to say to someone, you look absolutely beautiful today. You know, we're, I, I'm, we're so hesitant to give those kind of compliments at times. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's just, it's like thirst being, you know, so thirsty and having someone hand you water, you know? So I wanted to really acknowledge you, by the way, Myra. It just, it meant the world to me. And I, every morning, every day I think about it and it makes me feel more myself. So thank you. Well, I'm glad you acknowledged your truth. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I did. Megan or Maida? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on things Kathleen said. So you know the upwriting being it's celebrating our wins is basically what it is, and we hear that term in other places. But I know for me sometimes when people are like celebrate your wins, I was like, well, small things don't feel like they're celebrate worthy, right? Where you talk about it, and I know that at least in the professional communities, 
uh, or in not professional communities, but in professional senses, women are really trying to say, we need to celebrate what we're doing, you know? Um, there's a group of us in the world, women that don't want to get married and don't want to have kids. So these things about weddings and baby showers, which are like the peak celebrations that are put together for women are things that we are never going to experience. Uh, but some of us are opening businesses and we, what about business showers? Or some of us are doing, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, okay, what are other ways? And it's, it's we've brought it into the like professional realm, but then those spaces I would love to see being able to open up those spaces to this type of upwriting and and celebrating wins of the personal nature too like you know today I wore red lingerie and I thought I'd never wear that color but damn do I look fucking amazing in it or something like that right we tend to separate those two and you know in this community it's been it's been awesome to see one that I'm like not, I'm not shying away from it as much as I thought I would. Like I'm really embracing this opportunity to really show up vulnerably and honestly and joyously. Like I'm enjoying this. I thought that I was gonna be like, uh, not the book. The book I actually didn't have a problem with. It was the, okay, now we're gonna do this with other people a bit. <laughs> but it's actually, I mean, I've, I've, it's been really enjoyable. Um, and a way to find, you know, to me, this book finds a way to celebrate us women as a whole, not like parts of us as women, you know? And so it's gotten me to think about, okay, how, how do we bring the spaces where something like the Facebook group you have here also, or it could be this, but you just make it about all of us. It doesn't have to be, you know, for some of us, there's pleasure in all sorts of things, right? Like the, it could be the job promotion is one thing that someone has a win about today. And the other day it could be that we washed our face five days in a row. And all those are wins because there's something that we've, we've really tackled about our challenges with ourselves. So um, finding a space where there's none of, none of those are devalued in any way shape or form they all hold an equal yes. value of like that's fucking awesome that you're doing that for yourself you know the magnitude isn't a thing like a win is a win is a win regardless um and knowing that you're going to go to a space and not worry about like oh but they're not going to think that's a win because like they're not xyz or they don't have you know they're not familiar with this or they've you know, achieved a different level of success that is not quite at this level, blah, blah, blah. Um, so just the beauty and the value and the possibility of the community that's starting to build from, you know, a book about our pussy and pleasure, but it goes beyond more than just, you know, just this one bit about ourselves. So, yeah. I don't know how that started, but that's where it went. <laughs> he took over. I feel yeah, like that's how this podcast goes every week. Oh, for sure. We have no idea how it's going to turn out towards the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I noticed though, too, that I, I, that thought process you just had though, Maida, about, uh, they're not going to think this is a win or like, I see other, I, you know, watching everyone else share and brag in the Facebook group. And I was like, what do I have to brag about? And I noticed myself not 
like being able to think of anything because that's just what I do to myself. Like no matter how big or how small, I'm like, well, that's not a big deal. Cause I compare myself to everyone else. And I'm like, well, that seems a little bit better, or bigger than what I'm actually doing. So why even share it? Like they're not going to get it or they're not going to care. Um, so that is something I want to take on for myself between now and the next uh, podcast. To brag. I, don't know, I think you you <laughs> pinned it it's part of the thing about bragging is, is that we oftentimes dismiss the value we undervalue what it is that we do yeah and mm-hmm. how it is that we show up and so it's 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 like meant to change that programming yeah it reminds me of when I read lean in and and I'm reading another book that has uh, quoted the same stats that women will not apply for jobs until they're like 80% meeting the, the qualifications yeah. and that we will underestimate our value, especially in the professional arena where men, if they're 20% qualified, they feel they're qualified for that next position. And to me, the brag is a, an undoing of that. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter like to celebrate that. And that is your, um, that is yours as bigger, you know, there's not even, it's not big and small is not applicable here. It's just your brag. Right. Right. And and not looking for someone to have to be perfection or excellent or where they're doing it wrong. Like looking at like, wow, look, look where they're doing it right. And there, and it takes courage for women to say that, like, here's where I'm doing it right. So I think that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An accomplishment is an accomplishment, no matter what it is. When brags used to be expected in the Anglo-Saxon culture, that was how you told people that you were worthy of the position, the job, the task, the whatever it, it used to be. They didn't have, they couldn't fax in a resume or send it up to ZipRecruiter or any kind of those kinds <laughs> of things. They had to get out there and tell people mm-hmm. who they were and why they were the best person for whatever it was that was happening. So we need to take that back. Yeah. We're taking it back. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. If you want to take it back with us. Megan, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to close us out with anything and uh, what you would like to be supported with? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm both the same as Bethany, but also on the opposite end of the coin where, um, you know, when I, uh, like I, I crave to share things. Like I, I, I was a theater kid growing up. So I think Rina probably has a little bit of that. I have that external locus, but I, I so desperately want to share my life with people. Um, and I, I, I want to share what I'm doing and, and all of those things, but I don't. So like, I don't post on social media for myself when it's my birthday. I don't like, I don't put a picture up. I'm like, Oh, it's my birthday. Yay. Like I don't, I don't share any accomplishments, a new job, uh, anything because I, I have that same, like everyone else has shared that just like, well, who cares? Like, they're just going to think it's weird that I'm sharing or self-serving and I don't want that. And for accountability, I posted the first thing that I bought for myself in in the group and just to like just to push that boundary just a little bit of hey I did it (laughs) and um when Meenal said well bragged I got offended to my core and I I was just sitting there 
just, and I looked at my friend, I was like, oh my God, they think I'm bragging. (gasps) And I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated that someone could think I was, that, that, you know, I, it it was my worst fear realized, you know, I posted and someone, someone thought I was boastful and, and, and bragging about something as silly as buying lip balm. (laughs) Um, And, and then I, you know, as we've, um, you know, Mino posted a really thoughtful video about why, we do that and, and the upwriting and, and now it's starting to make so much more sense of, you know, owning your accomplishments and being in that brag is not a bad word. It's, it's not, it's not a character flaw to brag. And in fact, that's how we step into our power and how we, we honor ourselves and others and, and bragging is, such a beautiful form of self-care and self-expression and joy and we should all do more of it and when people give us compliments saying uh thank Thank you it's true (laughs) (laughs) and and, um yeah so I think as far as support is is concerned um you know putting myself out there in just in in speaking on this podcast and um you know I I hope I I begin to feel more comfortable to just share like on my own personal social media which I will never use because you know I don't want to seem boastful or bragging or whatever (laughs) um I hope you know as I share more um because there are some things I've been desperately wanting to share with you all um just having that that support and knowing that that it's appreciated and that it's not wrong and I'm not bad and I'm not selfish or you know annoying you all or any of those things is just it's been so spectacular and I'm so grateful for it well now you left us on hanging with these things so are you going to share them in the Facebook group because I'm like what are you going to yeah, share I'm I like know, what really. are you going to share <laughs> Yes, I will. Okay. I will share with you basically. Two things, two or more. Um, for right now, there's one thing for sure. Another thing is pending, or another two things are pending. So to be continued. Awesome. All right, fabulous. All right, I think we're done. Yeah, this was a really remarkable. I think recording. I don't know for me at least. I felt like. Yeah. It was really powerful. So thank you guys so much for showing up and for being here and leading the way. Definitely. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you. See you next time. Yes. All right, guys.